0: The San Jose Sharks win two in a row. Oh, boy. And they take down the LA Kings even better. Why not? It's time to enjoy part of the 2021 season right now on Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is March 24th, 2021, and the San Jose Sharks beat the Los Angeles Kings 4-2, and we welcome you to Teal Town After Dark. This is a live interactive post game Chat with us, along with fellow Sharks fans, and hey, if you're checking us in around the world, around the world, hockey fans, you're always welcome here as well. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Hit that subscribe button on the YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, of course, our Discord after the show. And of course, find everything at tealtownusa.com. I am Eric Kura, and because my co-host is probably one of the snazziest dressers around, I had to make sure I I stepped up my game as well. Shalena Goldman, as always, looking sharp. How are you, my dear?
1: I'm doing wonderful. I love your jacket. <laughs> I love that you dressed up for the occasion. Hey, big fan. You,
0: you, I love you it. You take it to one level. We gotta take it to the next level. All right. That's that's all Let's I'm all saying. Let's not get to tuxedos on the next time we 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 get together. All right.
1: I do have a tux. We could rock tuxes <laughs> oh, no. at some point. Oh no. We could go straight tux. I have a couple suits that have not been worn because, you know, there weren't games to go to for so long.
0: Yeah, that's that's a tough part, you know. It's it's one of those things that uh, I can't wait to get back to the tank. Let's. You know, I hear you. Let's. I'm
1: not gonna lie; I do like being able to do you know to rock you know a comfy band tee right. under the jacket. I am a big fan. We are rocking the uh, Metallica 2008 concert tee tonight.
0: Nice.
1: From when I saw them in Oakland many moons ago. <laughs>
0: Very nice. I now it just makes me wish I had the uh, the Metallica Sharks night or something going with me oh, tonight. Oh, that
1: was so fun. Yeah,
0: that, that was, was a blast. A fun,
1: I was still ready for Bay. I was still writing for Bay Area Sports Guy at the time, and he let me write just the the most. I nerded out so hard and just wrote the most Metallica themed game recap on the planet. And bless him for letting me do it. That was probably one of the most fun things I wrote when I wrote for him. And I I remind him of it regularly. Like, thank you so much for letting me do that. You
0: are more than welcome to do whatever you want. (laughs) Uh, You just rock what you rock and and we'll go with it. So the Sharks uh, had one... On uh, Monday night over L.A., 2-1, Donato got the game-winning goal here. On uh, this one, the Sharks trying to go for two in a row for the second-deck-in-time second season. Uh, and, of course, a national game. So we're kind of your exclusive one. We, we apologize for, you know, for Brody not being here. You know, sometimes he'll be here on occasion. But you got the next best thing, which is us. Or even better, for that matter, because we tell it like it is. Um, we, there you go, we, Robbie Galasso, checking in from Australia. Go, Sharkies, baby! I love it. Aww, nice. Well, that's right.
1: I love it. Hello to Australia. I love it.
0: We reach our world-wide reach It's just amazing. It. So, thank you very much, Jordan Furtado, who who made a big splash the other night. We appreciate you, uh, as well. Uh, <laughs> and of course, Felix thing didn't think we get. To, snazzy dress puck guy tonight i'm sorry shalane is here we got i gotta take my game to the next level so (laughs) let's get at it on in going on in the first period a period uh, to me shalane la dominated they outshot them 13 to 6 and for a time i think like over 13 minutes in they only had two shots on goal
1: yeah, it was ten to two at one point, which is not a good look. There. The Sharks still had a good pace, I thought, in that first period. They didn't look too terribly hemmed in their own zone. They just they weren't really generating enough. Mm-hmm. And um, I even tweeted it out earlier. This, you see teams, you know, get heavily outshot. They don't. They're not. They don't typically go ahead. That's typically not how the Sharks play. They're a team that has to be generating that offense. By the end of the game, you know, they kind of crept back in. Um, but that's two games in a row where. Um, you know, Martin Jones faced over 40 shots and yes, they, yes, he got the win in both, but I don't think that's a, that's a, uh, that's a trend. They should keep going.
0: Yeah, no, 13 to six in shots and, and kind of almost setting yourself up for, for a disaster, especially with, uh, uh, you know, granted Martin Jones came into this game only allowing three goals in the last three games. So he's, that's always good to see. Uh, and, and he held the, you know, he held the the fort down, especially with, you know, two penalties from San Jose, Sorensen, a puck over glass. Again, one of those, one of those frustrating penalties, you know, along with, you know, of course, they, they, they stop hella dudes on the ice because they knew you were coming on.
1: <laughs> Such a bummer. All right. Well, save it for another day. Yes. But that was but that was a penalty. That was a penalty where the sharks could have completely become unraveled and they didn't. And we've seen that, you know, in previous games where, you know, a frustrating penalty like that um you know winds up in the back of their net and then they're playing catch-up the rest of the game. They didn't let that happen. So there, there there was a positive on that. And they haven't they didn't they haven't they didn't give up a power play goal this entire series. So that's definitely a plus. Mm-hmm. I think that's very good. I, um, do they should they be okay with you know, you know, with with somebody going into the box that early in a game? No. no, but they did uh, you know clean they did clean it up and another good performance from Jones, of course.
0: Yeah, uh, I believe his after tonight his uh, save percentage is over nine hundred on the year. So it's
1: finally over. 100. Yeah. I don't remember the last over 900. I I, like, would, I really don't.
0: I, I almost want to say it was like 20 in the middle of 2016, 17, or something like that. You know. Uh, but, I was
1: gonna go 20. 2018. 2018? But like, nice,
0: yeah. I'd have to look at that. Uh, of course, some people are in the chat are celebrating. Of course, Mario are saying Martin Jones trying out for the Kraken. Uh, I I'm not sure if we'll go that far. <laughs> But you know, hey, if they want to take that, go for it. You know, uh, and you mentioned you mentioned the PK. It's gotten better over the last month. They were like a twenty fourth, and now they're kind of in the middle of the pack, at like fifteenth, if I'm not mistaken. They're at,
1: they're fifteenth. Yeah, yeah, they're at fifteenth right now, and that's huge. That's, um, you know, again, you don't want to maybe go into the box early and often. Um, but the fact that they have cleaned it up, um, and you know, and having good goaltending in there also helps. Um. So, yeah, I'd like to see it get a little bit better. But, yeah, I have, you know, again, like through this series, being able to keep uh, the power play, I think, I think was one I think was great.
0: Yeah, they played fantastic uh, throughout the night. And, uh, you know, power play, you need to get some more chances. I don't think they've been generating more chances only because I think they really hadn't had the puck that much to kind of get those tripping, hooking all those penalties I usually usually take till 21 but I digress um the second period the, the guys started getting getting their feet moving a little bit I don't know if, it, if there was a wake-up call in the room or anything but then that that speed that that Gambrell and Sorensen and Balsers had led to that first goal to make it one nothing Balsers his third of the season but speed and skill uh coming up in a big way with with a line that Maybe he's getting showcased a little bit.
1: Well, and Bolster's even set that whole play up too at the other end of the ice, and you know caught you know caught the break and, you know that set up that whole tic tac goal. Um, it's just, He's you've that's one player as you've seen. He's gotten better and better as the season has gone on. You can see that he's put in the work. You can see him making strides um, and just. The work, you know, Sorensen did not have a good start to, he, he he did not have a good first period. And so to see his work with Balsers on that goal, uh, that was nice to see. And of course, they got the Sharks on the board.
0: Yeah, and you get that going and, and it started putting LA on their heels a little bit. And, you know, San Jose, you know, would would almost out shoot. The, well, it was fairly even LA would get 16 the shots on goal with twelve for San Jose, but then Kane later in the period with his thirteenth from Burns and Linson LeBay make it two nothing. Definitely uh, nice to see Kane or just keep, you know, being consistent for a team that was having some consistency issues early.
1: And he and he was a player who needed to get who is needed to get going who hasn't been consistent enough this season this is the type of game that you want to see from him regularly um so hopefully this lights a fire under him and he he can take you know guys will always tell you that you know that you know that you know momentum doesn't carry from one game to the other but players can get on a streak and start feeling good and generate and I would like to see that from Kane like this is you know they need they need him to play like this especially in this lower stretch of the season
0: yeah and with that you know it can be I don't know if anything happens in the off season. I mean showcasing him potentially that could be the case yes he's you know with everything going on with him it's a possibility but I mean Kane, keep doing what you're doing, bud. I mean, you're doing fantastic with his thirteenth. He would later get his fourteenth early in the third. Uh, of course just a little bit of a tip in by Aya Follow before the period would end in the second, uh, to make it two one after forty. I can't blame Jones on that one. I just think it was just a nice quick little tip that I don't think he could get his glove sight
1: on. I uh I really good and he'd been he'd been grinding at that in. I was kicking myself because I tech, I-, I tweeted something out about you know Jones having I Follow's number, and then of course, that gets swatted down just a couple minutes later. Uh, but that, but that, but that, but that was a good goal for LA. Uh, that I think the biggest concern was, you know, okay, well, does that turn the tide going into the third period? How interesting is this third period going to get? And San Jose responded very quickly by being like, "No, we're not going to give them room to tie this up and make it interesting." Um, so get Kane and Hurdle getting the goals right, right, like right off the bat in the third. I think was essential for them getting the win.
0: Right, and with them taking as many shots as LA did, forty-four on the night tonight, uh, we're starting to get the comments coming in from the locker room jordan by the way super chat donation thank you very much of course super chat donations go help support our wardrobes i'm no i'm kidding our to help support the show <laughs> we wish right uh teaser we are gonna sneak it sneak in, stop it i believe I, hey i like the optimism i'm kind of a realistic optimism here so hopefully the most realistic hopefully-
1: the yeah. most
0: real Right. Right. You know, hopefully, but uh we'll we'll see what how it goes down the stretch as they pick up their sec- second row against LA. Uh, speaking of which, Burns on allowing 40 plus shots in consecutive games, LA is a team that shoots pucks from everywhere. We just need to make good clears and get control back. I I didn't think they had a horrible puck possession except for that first for that first period.
1: It's like, except for that first period I didn't think I think that first period put them in enough of a shot clock hole but even at the but even in in even in the third it was pretty lopsided um but Burns is right because you have a night where your goal where your goaltender isn't standing on his head and making great plays that you know 40 plus shot clock you know you can be in the lost column um yeah I I I thought I thought it looked more even after that first period too. I, I agree, but at the same time, he he has a point. You got to be better about getting the puck out of your own zone if that's the case.
0: Yeah, I mean he would let in one more. Uh, it, Jones would let in one more uh, from uh, Adrian Kempe, who's been you know terrific for Los Angeles this season. He got his twelfth. Um, but you know the thing is, is that the Sharks in the past have always let those late goals and especially those early goals, those first five minute goals always come in and just hurt them. And they're just in a psychological rut. And this time they didn't. They come out, you know, not even a half a minute in. Kane gets his 14th. And then not so long after that, Tomas Hurdle gets, gets his speed going from Vlasic and Shimmick to, you know, basically make it four to one. That kind of was the nail in the coffin until Kempe stopped the bleeding there. Um, But how do you like that response early on in the third to just kind of just, no, you're, you're not, you're not going to take this over like, like past teams.
1: I no, I think it's fantastic. And I think it's something that's not been characteristic of the Sharks. This past season, I don't even think that was something that was characteristic of them last season. And you know, point you just made, they've had this you know habit of letting a goal in you know from the in the first couple of minutes, or letting a really crucial goal in in the last couple of minutes of, re- of regulation. That's been a Martin Jones problem. That's been a really big problem for him. And one of the things that he said after the win on Monday night was, you know you know, that he's been, you know, looking at things, you know, trying to improve his game from the mental side. I think that that's huge because you start letting in, oh, so many goals, the first couple minutes of a game. Yeah. That's going to like wreck. That's going to, you know, wreck your mental state. And so I, yes, it, yes, it is a group thing about, you know, letting goals in early, you know, letting you know, a tying goal in late, such and such. But a lot of that also has to do with Jones. I think it's really important that, and, you, know, you know, Bob Bugner kind of has, you know, a bit of a goalie tandem right now. Like he, you know, if Jones stays good, if you know du- 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 Dubnik keeps doing what he's doing, I think I think that benefits the team so much more as opposed to where we've seen just going back to Jones night after night where, where, where he's not doing well. And if Jones is better from, you know, kind of a cerebral standpoint, I think, or, you know, even if Dubnik is, I think that benefits the rest of the team that plays in front of him.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, Bugner mentions that it's the best I've seen Jones play in a long, long time. He's square yeah. reading the play and fighting in there. I also seem like he he's kind of like being a, just a little more aggressive. Uh, coming out a little bit more. It
1: reminds me a little more. I remember when he was first on the team in 2016. He, it, it, he, he played a more aggressive game. I know he got hurt at some point. I think that took a little out of him. But, yeah, it's... It, i i do i do agree with that and that could be you know sitting out enough games to be like oh wow i really need to tighten things up i really need to do such and such and such and such to make my game better so yeah i do think he has a bit more of an edge right now which i think is important because this is a team that's you know down in the standings but doesn't want to give up yet so you you need to have that edge from all of your players including your goaltender right
0: uh, another donation from Jordan. The fact that Jones was so calm and tracking the puck well. We have a nice soft schedule coming up. We can put some pressure on. Um, I you can you 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 are now seven points out of the fourth spot. You can quite conceivably say, Shalina, that while they were o three and one last week with you know Vegas and St Louis, all four were were for the most part maybe the exception of, of of last saturday against the blues winnable games for this team and unfortunately because they fell apart in the end uh they're in that predicament they could be right in the thick of it if if they had uh cracked cracked open and and uh got a got a w or two or three for that
1: matter well, I just think at this point, n- nothing that comes up in the schedule can be considered, mm-hmm. you know, e- you know, easy. Because you know that's when you that's when the team gets back on their heels and doesn't, you know, does, you know, doesn't do well. If they if they do think that they're going to make some kind of a push to end this season, the, uh, no, you know, no team's a gimme, no team's an easy win. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter who you're going up against. They have Arizona coming up. You know, don't sit back just because it's the Coyotes. Right. Um, It's you gotta especially if you're going up against Minnesota after that who's been (laughs) ridiculous so I think I think I think they're in a position where I mean and they were kind of in this position earlier in the season to no game is a gimme for them I, I at least I don't think
0: no no there aren't any gimme games. I'm not even going to say even Anaheim because they've had their moments with the Ducks, right. you know, uh, in L.A. They've shown that they can play with them as well. And L.A., those are two costly losses uh, in regulation for the Kings as they're trying to fight to get into that fourth spot as well. Uh, late in the game, though, uh, kind of sort of concerning incident that happened. You know, uh, Jeff Carter checks Logan Couture. Logan s- stays down. He doesn't move too mu- too much during the play. And I was quickly to check that maybe it was a butt end that Jeff Carter got on got on him. What What did you see?
1: Yeah, that's what I that's what I thought it might have been too. They didn't. NBC didn't have a really good camera angle on it from the one from behind the two of them the shot that i could see it looked like he looked like carter was you know it didn't look intentional but it looked like carter was going around him and did get him with the butt end of the stick right on the chin and he was down and but he when when they did a close of him he also looked a little dazed so he's probably going into concussion protocol um you know make sure that wasn't a, a super gnarly jaw hit yeah. um but yeah it um that was kind of the impression that that, that was again, didn't have a great camera angle, but that's, it did look like the end of the stick got him on the chin.
0: Yeah. And I don't know why I'm getting a crackle sound. I apologize. Hopefully uh, that'll be rectified shortly as my audio decides to just have grand old time as always here. So my apologies for the audio here. Uh, One thing that a bugner said, post game, uh, we'll have to wait and see it looked a little high to me Couture th- said he thought it was a button he's still a little shaken up so a little concerning of course it was late in the game though um, for that matter. Uh, so we we may not have an update till tomorrow unless they are take, oh, get on the early on, on the uh, comment and get on the flight to uh, Glendale for uh their their next back-to-back in the desert so uh Kaner also commented in this with couture looked okay in the room which is a good sign hopefully he's okay to go on friday so uh but as we as we said you know it seemed like they were playing a little bit faster kane was saying the same thing that they were moving the puck quickly and transitioning fast um it's almost like it's it's trying trying to find a balance of, of having that little grit when Curtis Gabriel's in the lineup, but also having the speed and the skill to be dominant offensively.
1: Well, that was kind of something that we were talking earlier. Even when they were behind on the shot clock in that first period, I thought that they were playing really fast. This was a really speedy game. It had a, uh, The whole game had a great pace to it. Um you Know not just when they were rat- when the sharks were, were rattling off those goals in the third period, um, there. I um, I did like seeing that speed aspect in um, in their game. A lot of times, um, they can't keep that up for a full 60 minutes, and this was a game where I did think that they looked fast the entire time. And yeah, like and like Ken said, that's something that they're going to need going forward. If they're able to continue that and let that roll over, uh, that'll be incredibly beneficial,
0: yeah. Uh... I felt really really good to want to jump, get a bump early, and get into it. And of course, Bolsters did. I I liked Bolsters with Gambrell. They definitely brought the speed. I I also liked the effort. Um, what when was it? I think it was in the first period. Uh, that Anderson Dolan took that hooking call. It was a little n- nothing to do of uh, you know just sending the puck back. And just that little spurt that Gambrell had with the speed created a scoring chance, and he got hooked up to set up a power play. Uh, you you got you to gotta like the effort there uh, a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I want to see more of that, though. This is kind of the stuff that I've wanted to see from Gambrell since, like, last season. <laughs> um, I want to see that consistently <laughs> from the kid. Like, you know, uh, he, he has that speed, um, but it's – I, it, it could just be you know so in his head about not finding the back of the net that um, you know th- you know other things are falling by by idea the, but by, by the wayside but i liked that play by him that was a, that that was a smart play, and i think that helped give the sharks more momentum right and,
0: and something that they need to work on and and kind of figure out this lineup you know you're you're not kind of smoothing over with gabriel or or whatnot i mean grant i get you're you're trying to match lineup on lineup and maybe LA's a little more skilled Uh, then again maybe they needed to calm down everybody after the fines that were submitted after that questionable cross check and and apparently I I mean I didn't know that you could be on double secret probation outside of Animal House (laughs) but apparently the Sharks are for the next year for that Um, which I find weird but I digress, you know. Um, so uh, Sharks announced that tomorrow is an off day, so they'll they'll and get to enjoy the win and relax and then, you know, get on the flight to Arizona. Uh, you, you get two wins in a row. You get them against L.A., which, you know, honestly not one of the top three in the division here. What do you take from it? And what do you take as you head to Arizona? You do have some um, momentum going for you. Uh, You do have Martin Jones, who's only allowed five goals in the last four games. His save percentage is now over 900. Uh, It seems like there's a little bit building up here.
1: No, I I don't think that the wins against LA should be um, should be taken lightly no they're not that far up in the standings but they're a good team and they've shown this season um, you know they went on a pretty good winning streak there for a while and it's you can see they're kind of I don't remember who who had tweeted this but it is true that the um, the Kings are kind of doing right now what the Sharks want to be doing where that gap between their established veterans and their young guys um, that gap is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and they're becoming a more cohesive group. You're seeing rebounds from their veteran guys. You're seeing, you know, their younger guys step up. Um, So even though they're not that high in the standings, they've done a really good job this season of rebuilding themselves. And so I think for the Sharks to get two wins against them, and they're also still a heavy team. They're not, you know, they're not, again, none of these wins are easy wins. So I think, I think that, um, I think that you can take something from the fact that the Sharks played well Two nights in a row against LA. I I don't think that that's you know I don't think that's something to be taken lightly. No,
0: I, like you can, like the the butt when they they put on Colorado, you know earlier in the month, you you need to use that as a momentum builder. I thought they used that to, with the with the Anaheim games. Yeah, like I said, they were in it for the those four games against uh, Vegas and St. Louis, but they kind of fell apart after that. They need to. Like you said, they need to be consistent with, with their with their skill and their play. And they can maybe do things. But yeah. it's the consistency that's going to kill them in the long run. So,
1: I think we said that the last time I was on, they've been consistently inconsistent. Yes. And that's not something you ever want to say. <laughs> that, ever, you never want to hear that. It's never good.
0: Right. So uh, apparently Couture has said that the butt end of the stick got him in the face. So yeah. I wonder if that if that will be admitted to the league. Not that the league does anything on the Department of Player Safety against the Shark, uh, but you know, the uh, it's it's a little interesting to see, especially with a but, that's that's a major no no uh, in the book yeah. for that one. So, so four Sharks win. Uh, they they go to thirty one points. They're, they they kind of starting to gap themselves a little bit more from Anaheim from the eighth spot a little bit and starting to, you know, kind of get, I don't want to, I, I really don't want to say make a run, be honest, because I, I just, there's just that little bit that's like, okay, they get on a run and I, I get that hope and, and I don't want <laughs> I, I just don't want to get let down, I guess.
1: Um, I mean, I mean, I don't care if they make a run or not. I'm not a fan. Right. That's not in my job description. Um, <laughs> I, 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 li- I liked what I've seen over these last two games. It, it I don't know if as, as good, uh, again, even though I said before, you know, you can't take these wins lightly, that, that is a good thing. That being said, I don't know if just these two wins are enough to say that they're making a run um they have to you know they have to take what they did in these two games and apply that to Arizona they have to take that and apply that when they come home and Minnesota's here um you got to get more than two wins in a row to go on a run I and that doesn't matter what point in the season you're in
0: yeah. I, I so always I usually agree with you you are are the smart the smart one of the two on here for sure <laughs> I'm, you're
1: allowed to disagree with me.
0: No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, that's true. But I mean you you absolutely make some uh, some great points because again, it's like I want I want them, you know, obviously I want them to have the big shiny thing. That's not going to happen this year, but show some signs that you're improving. That's the big key. Um loaded question though. What what can they do a lot at the deadline to get some picks or assets back uh, before April 12th? I mean, I know there's talk about Marcus Sorensen to Calgary for some reason. Uh, there's obviously Devin Dubnyk's name has come up. Who knows if maybe you can, dare I say, because Martin Jones has played well, if he gets maybe a call for some ridiculous amount. But I mean, is there a lot that the Sharks can
1: really do? And, um, you know, when we talked about this when I was on a couple weeks ago, I made the point, you know, I don't think anybody's safe. But they were also in such a big hole. Um, I, with, with where they're at right now, I don't I don't know how much they could do. Um, it, and then. Yeah, I just I mean, so I mean, Sorensen's kind of been a trade bait for almost pretty much almost the entire season. You kind, you kind of figure that he, and he, he just hasn't done enough since Joe Thornton left. Like he did, he doesn't, he hasn't found that groove with anybody else. Besides that really nice setup for balsers tonight. He, you really haven't seen much from him. Um, Dominic I would be, I, I have seen that kind of floated around, but I, would, if I was the Sharks, I'd be very wary of trading him away, especially because you finally have two goalies that you can work with. Um, I, I, and I just, there's, isn't really anybody else out there that, especially if you finally have somebody to light a fire under Martin Jones, why would you get, you know, why would you mess with that necessarily? Um, back to your point, I I don't know if they can do so much at the trade deadline that would make that big of a difference. This is also going to be a weird trade deadline, as we kind of said before with, um, with you know, with the, the with the divisions being different than the quarantine and, you know, and whether you can get guys in or not and it's it's gonna be weird as it is. Um I, I don't know how much they can really do. Um they I mean they're not typically very splashy at the deadline anyways. You know, every couple of years they do something. Right. You know, where I have to write an article at like eleven thirty on a Sunday night. But <laughs> thanks an eye twist. But <laughs> um yeah, but other than I, I just yeah, I don't really know how much they can do. You know, maybe get you know another guy for their bottom six, but I, I, I don't see anything super duper, super duper crazy going on. Um, I know people are going to be on Marlowe watch, um, but that's kind of that's just because that's not that's that's nothing against the Sharks. That's just because he knows his time's running out to win a cup.
0: Yeah, and. and- I, I was playing this theory in my head. It's like, you know, does it... Do, you, do the games count if you're in quarantine? Because I know, like, tonight, Patty, you know, is fourth... He has the fourth longest Ironman streak at 885 games tonight. Uh, I'm wondering if that, if that plays into it. Because my idea would be have him get traded to Toronto, be with Jumbo... He's back with with his adopted kids, you know, Mitch and San native Austin Matthews, and they just ride off in the sunset, win a cup, and you know, they'll bring it back to San Jose on occasion when when they want to, and then call it a career. And that, that's just my wishful theory of of anything. If they're not going to do it until <laughs> they can try to do it together, I don't know. Um, so let's get to. Uh, the out of town scores and that's where we'll bring in Kevin Lacey here hopefully uh, we'll see if whether or not he is on his peloton I heard that he wasn't going to be but we shall see I I, I mean it's it seems like it's just a fire shoot when, when this happens uh, mm-hmm. so let's get him added to the call here Kevin maybe maybe bueller that'd be weird if i inadvertently hit somebody else though. right so i'd laugh well, i, I would, think it was fun. Well, i i appreciate that uh, of course uh <laughs> aj in the chat also saying you do not disagree with shalina and live to tell about it
1: the man knows what he's talking about <laughs> yes
0: of course kevin are you with us Maybe, maybe not. Hello, there he is. Great. All right, let's Am get I on
2: audio only here.
0: Um, let's see. No, you're there not. We go. hey, yes, there I we got go. this. I got need the. Just that. I, I got I got the graphics right. Okay, first off, um, Kevin. Yes. We're trying to get the Peloton sponsorship.
2: What? what... Oh, so I need to lower it a little bit that way. Yeah. There you go. And and now... Let me get the microphone out of the way. No, there it no,
0: is. No, no, no. We're, we're, no. You're supposed to be on the Peloton, though.
2: I have hockey practice for the first time in a year tomorrow, <laughs> so I really need to save my legs for that. But oh. maybe, maybe the next time, guys. Because oh. uh, I know it was shockingly popular the last time <laughs> I was on. So... We'll take what we can get, but let's
0: recap tonight's Barracuda matchup in Bakersfield.
2: Ooh, Barracuda! You throw me off with that graphic. I'm sometimes sorry. There. I'm sorry.
0: It's it's production value. You know, we got to make everything look good. We got Shalina on, so you know, we got pretty
1: we, oh. yeah.
2: Production value, yeah. That's that's <laughs> why. I, that's why I. Uh... Yeah, if you, since I can't fun. bring the peloton, I'll bring my my super wild hair tonight uh, oh, for yes. you guys. So you guys are all dressed up, and I'm here like trying to not even be seen. So <laughs> I'm looking well, a little cavemanish. That's Let's hard. talk about the game. Um, so the Barracuda fall to the Bakersfield Condors again this time in shootout, so we're getting a little bit of variety in this very lengthy season series where the Barracuda have played six, uh, sorry five of the last seven games against these condors with another one coming up here next week. Uh, but they fall four to three. It was actually not the most entertaining game per se. But the Barracuda did a good job of fighting back after after leading for much of this game, then falling behind in the third period. Uh, Joachim Blickfeld got a goal with 234 left on kind of a broken play, actually. It, he It was Noah Greger breaking into the zone, real nice breakout. One of the few real clean breakouts into the offensive zone that I feel like the Barracuda had in that third period. But Noah Bre- Greger brings it in. Gives it to Jochen Blickfeld in the, uh, in the mid slot, I'd say. Blickfeld was a little pass-hungry tonight for my liking. And for uh, a guy who, in in this uh, description, is about to get his 10th goal of the season to easily lead this team in scoring, I want him shooting that puck every single time. But he went for a pass over to—I don't, I don't know who was on the right side. It was probably Alex True— It ended up getting blocked and bounced right onto Blickfeld's stick. And this is why I want him shooting, because in the snap of a finger, Joachim Blickfeld has the reaction time to recognize the puck bounced right off the defender, right back onto his stick, and no wasted motion, shoots it right past Stuart Skinner, who had no chance since he was playing that pass. Tie game at three later, then even... It, with about a minute left, a two-on-one with True and Blickfeld. Blickfeld goes for the pass, gets broken up by Vincent DeHarnay. Things, things like that that say this probably why he's still in the AHL. I'd like to see him more greedy, or perhaps the coaching staff may have asked him to pass a little bit more. Don't really know, but nevertheless, it did tie this game up. They went to overtime. One of the games last week against Bakersfield saw the Barracuda get a power play in overtime. It was not a good one. Like, it was one of the worst power plays you could ever see. It ended up resulting in the Bakersfield player, which I think was Cooper Marodi, getting out of the box, receiving a pass, goodbye, breakaway, night's over. Tonight, Barracuda go on a power play. Didn't look terrible. Didn't look great. Joke Blickfeld had a couple of good shots that missed the net. Cooper Marodi comes out of the box again. (laughs) Luckily, that breakaway pass missed him, goes down for icing. However, then in the shootout, Alex True, very nice backhand goal in round one to tie that one up. But Blickfeld hits the crossbar in round two. A couple of duds in rounds three and four by Shellman and Gregor. And the Barracuda did lose in the fourth round of shootout to Bakersfield after a Seth Griffith goal. Final score, Condor's four, Barracuda three. And and they get they get almost a week off now. That's the that is a peculiar quirk schedule. And I believe that's built in for any potential makeup games. Right. Uh, unfortunately for the Barracuda, the only makeup games really would be against Tucson. And Tucson's schedule is completely full this week. So it would have been really easy since the Barracuda were already down in Bakersfield to hop on over to Tucson for at least a game since they had four games postponed slash canceled this season. But it isn't to be because Tucson, I believe, plays Thursday, which is tomorrow, Friday and Sunday, (laughs) I think. Yeah. yeah, so the the Barracuda play again on Tuesday against Bakersfield at home, now that home games are finally being played at SAP Center again, right. which is very nice. Uh, but yeah, uh, a, a nice little break here. I'm curious to see, if, guys, if we see some more call-ups. Maybe Noah Gregor and Alex True get called up, even if it's to the taxi squad, uh, because, you know, you have to think that Sharks practice is going to be more beneficial than Barracuda practice, but We'll see. The rosters are constantly shuffling between these two squads, so
0: always the key to have the uh, the minor league squad right right in the same building, which is always nice, especially for this certain time. Uh, I mean, Shalana, we've seen so many guys you know get called up uh, back and forth. Uh, I th- I think I think AJ retweets them all with the on cap friendly when they go from NHL to taxi squad, taxi squad to AHL. It's a nice luxury to have uh, for this team.
1: Oh no, absolutely. I mean, think, I mean, think about if the if the AHL club was still on the East Coast. Think about how difficult that would be. I mean, that was already obnoxious enough several years ago. <laughs> with you know, guys. Okay, so a guy got called up, but he wasn't in the building. yet. I got in a fight with the Worcester guy one time, trying to tell me that that a call-up was going to play, and I was like, no, he's not. He's not here. And Sky Knight had gotten a fight on Twitter about it. And it was like, bro, you're not here. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know who you're talking to. See, this is what... See, AJ's right. This is why you're not supposed to disagree with me. (laughs) So, I digress. This is why. All right. That that, that is what makes it so nice that they are in the same building. It uh, just that also, you know, that gives the guys, you know, that are going back and forth between, you know, the AHL and the NHL, that gives them more time to practice with everybody. And if you have players, you know, like Noah, especially like no like Noah Gregor, who's been back and forth a lot, for him to be able to practice with both squads and not have to deal with travel in the middle of that, I think is huge.
2: And especially in the pandemic, Shalana, because with travel restrictions and everything going on, on top of just the fact that it's not beneficial to have an AHL or an affiliate on the East coast. Look at teams like the Calgary flames and the Edmonton Oilers, where Edmonton does not have access to its affiliate this year because they are remaining in Bakersfield versus the Calgary flames who had to uplift the Stockton heat and bring them up to Calgary so that they did have access to their players. So the sharks, Don't have to worry about cross-country travel because they're in the in the past, uh, like obviously the the long past now. But most of the time, when the sharks had roster moves, it was when they'd be on their road trips out to New Jersey (laughs) or Carolina or something like that. That was the opportunity to call some players up because it was more accessible. But still, you guys
1: on planes at different times trying to meet up with the team, and oh yeah. (laughs)
2: yeah exactly so definitely uh helps to have the team in san jose and that's why the barracuda are getting in a new arena in a couple of years even with the potential of the stockton arena becoming available to the sharks uh they're saying you know what they like this this uh deal this partnership they have with the barracuda so uh it's here to stay yeah and it's always it's always nice to get out to one of those games
0: and Hopefully very soon. Kevin, thank you very much. Uh, We look forward to another episode of In the Reef in the very near future.
2: Yeah, with the break now here, the next six days, I'm really hoping to get another episode of In the Reef. I originally wanted to do one tomorrow uh, with Nick, but because I now actually am going out to the rink to skate myself... Uh, We'll see what happens this weekend. I would like to get an episode of In the Reef and get everybody caught up. Um, Plus, on our Discord channel, if you haven't joined our Discord channel, please do so. There's a lot of good chatter uh, every day, pretty much. Uh, And recently had a couple of really good questions from SamPolo89, user SamPolo89, in our specific CUDA chat channel. So I hope to... Ask Nick those those questions, and then I can also answer them on air. Uh, so send them the, send them away. I love to love to see that. And of course, I'm at Kevin lacey 22 on Twitter, so you can send them to me or to at USA, of course. And I should also mention Ryan Merkley, who was injured over the weekend after a cheap shot to his head by. Silver Knights forward Jake LeCision. He did return to the lineup tonight, as did Evan Weinger. Both had upper body injuries, but they both played and looked fine. So Alexi Melnichuk is the only active injured player on the roster. So there you go.
0: Oh, and hopefully he recovers quickly. But I got to say, you know, literally you, you, can, you can call... Uh, Silver Knight, an idiot, or as I like to say, Chrome Dome because of those freaking Chrome helmets that they wear. But I digress. Uh, don't. So yeah. <laughs> Kevin, thank you very much. We'll look forward to uh, more coming up with the Barracuda in the near future. Yep. Thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it, Kevin. Thank you. All right. So again, you do not disagree with Selene and Live to Tell <laughs> about it. So. So with that, we'll bring a close to this edition. Uh, In case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and more. You know, uh, Shalena, one thing I was... I I jumped the gun with that in case you missed it. Um, So Tim Peel. Um... Not a banana peel, but he, he 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 almost seemed like he slipped on a banana peel and uh, just got uh, an early retirement. He supposedly was supposed to retire next month, um, but uh, a hot mic uh, got him canned apparently today.
1: Yeah, that uh, you can't can't. I mean, I mean, you know, good thing he was you know several years away from retirement. But even so that's this oh, that's this that's not good. You can't gotta gotta keep it gotta keep it together. I don't care if mics on I don't care for mics on or off. You can't be talking like that when, when you're at work. It that's it, just a oh, no. And granted, I mean, you and
0: I both know this game and how there's usually makeup calls or like there was a bad call that, that got called and you know, in their head they're trying to make it. This gets caught out of there. But a lot of people online, and of course, the, the crazy reaction time to this is, you know, there was some people comparing it to the um, the NBA referee that got caught um, rigging games. Uh, I don't think we're, we're in that far, but it definitely doesn't help the look of the league and its officiating. Oh,
1: as you as you said, um, I don't think it's that far, because that was very very extreme but no that's not a good look and it's um you know that's going to put teams questioning the refs much more that's going to be in the forefront of people's minds now just because of the actions of one person um unfortunately so you know hope, hope, hopefully it's one thing and it doesn't um you know this isn't something that becomes a habit and but it was just, oh yeah it was that's just that's not good
0: not a good look not a good look at all, and uh, hopefully it's just one thing um, because I could put my tinfoil hat and go all the way back to 91 when the Sharks didn't get the number one pick in Eric Lindros, but I digress on how the league runs itself, so we'll just leave it at that for now. Uh, Shalena, thank you, as always. Uh, where c- you, sir. Where, can, where can people find your awesomeness uh, online?
1: Uh, I, you can always find me on Twitter at Shalana Goldman. I retweet most of my stories. I'm always there to chat You can come and drop me a line anytime.
0: All righty. I'm at Puckguy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. We will be back with you Friday following the sharks and desert ducks. Oh, excuse me. One moment. Okay. Oh, there you go. Pretend that was something other than water. Uh, <laughs> But we appreciate each and every one of you. Please tell a friend. We are trying to build this up uh, so much because we have fun. It's a passion project for, for me, for Shalena. It's it's an awesome way of life. I'm getting some weird uh, <laughs> keychain password on my thing. So I think it's time for us to go.
1: That's the sign.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But uh, until Friday... Thank you for watching, and the chopversation continues on our Discord channel. So until then, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a good night, everyone. We'll see you, oh yeah, Friday night after the Sharks take on the Desert Dogs. Good night, everyone.